Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Brenton Not On Tour Quarantine Cast. So far, he's taught you about good coffee. Damn, Jimmy, this is some serious gourmet shit. Good music. I'm like this, you know, and then that becomes your thing. Music just does that. And the secrets to good travel. Exits. Okay, there's one back here. And there's uh, probably one over by the wing somewhere. Now, thanks to COVID-19, he's here to make sure that you're all good during this time of social distancing and self-isolation. So sit back and enjoy as he broadcasts from any number of exotic locations like Costa del Balconia, La Isla del Garage, Playa del Living Room, and the always magical Puerta Bacchiarda. And don't worry, he's already had the coronavirus. And beat it. Still, maybe keep a mask handy. Here's BD. Welcome everybody to the Brenton Not On Tour Quarantine Cast with my very special guest, Abby Simpson. How you doing? Uh, good, thanks. How are you? How many podcasts have you done today? Uh... This is two for today, actually. Holy that's that's the that's the max I've had in one day so far. But holy moly, I have lost count of how many I've actually done, which is Ab- fine. Abby I love Simpson, that. brand new uh, blogger and contributor to DeanBlundell.com, uh, along for the ride now, joining a network of mostly men. Uh, so this is an interesting one for you to come in and start uh, giving the female perspective. We've obviously also have Mercedes Nickel, uh, four-time Olympian dropping in with her brand new podcast starting, uh, this week as well. So, um, you know, the content's getting up there Uh, Mm -hmm. but here you are. And so Abby, I am uh, in Vancouver with you. I'm up in, uh, out in the burbs in Cloverdale. Uh, where are you, where are you downtown? Yeah, I'm false Creek area. False Creek. Oh, you got a great, great view. False Creek for everyone uh, not aware of your West Coast is basically where the Olympic Village was. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a beautiful place uh, right in the heart of downtown Vancouver. Um, Abby has been doing a shit ton of podcasts, uh, mostly been on with Mancuso, but I know you did Dean's and and mm-hmm. a, a few other people. So welcome to the network. Let me formally uh, and, and say hello and welcome Thank and, and for thanks time. for joining the team. It's awesome to have somebody who actually knows what they're doing on Twitter, um, <laughs> a part of my world, because uh, I'm still at, what am I at? 480 people. And I'm, and I, and I'm like, well, this is very exciting. And then you get someone <laughs> with 20,000 and I'm always marveled at how that is able to even happen. Um, I'm saying, to be honest, <laughs> I'm I'm being honest. I I marvel as well. <laughs> so you've probably been getting inundated with, uh, you know, um, I know you've been on with Chris is doing some uh, political back and forth and all this mm-hmm. kind of opinion stuff. Listen, I want to actually talk about the East versus the West because we're both oh, yeah. imports from the East. Uh, uh, I'm from Oshawa, uh, Port Perry, East of Toronto area. You are from where? London, Ontario originally, and I lived for two years in Ottawa as well when I was about 20. So, yeah. So you're now, uh, how long have you been in Vancouver for? I've been in Vancouver since I was 22. So it's been 13, um, 
Yeah, about 13 years, I guess. So I'm at 15, 15 years. I just crossed over 15 years. So we're basically the same. So one of the things that uh, there is uh, abundantly clear, at least when I first moved here 15 years ago, it was the, the, the hatred of the West for the East. Yes. And I Absolutely. could never wrap my head around why no. that was. Why that was. I was driving me crazy. I was like, why does everyone hate Toronto so much? And when I refer to the East, I refer to Toronto, even though you're London and I'm Oshawa, they lump us into the same, right? They do. Everyone, to this day, people are like, you're from Toronto, aren't you? And that's anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to start there and then go oh, I'm East or I'm West or whatever it's going to be. So it's very interesting to kind of get everyone's perspective on it. So I initially blamed Hockey Night in Canada. Okay. Yes. Because from what I gathered from everybody, uh, you know, it was the Leafs every Saturday night and you can never get Canucks games on Saturdays. It was as simple as that, especially if you listen like the Team 1040 or any of those guys, they hated anything Toronto because – the Canucks could never get on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday okay. night. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I was like, is it really that simple? Does the, do the people in the West hate the East so much because of that simple fact? No. What, are your, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I think as a political science, uh, you know, that's what my degree is in. I have a different perspective. It's not simply the hockey. It's not just that it is. Um, that's obviously part of it, but it has a lot to do with the history of the West, um, the Prairie Provinces, the Social Credit Party, um, a lot of that and the differences between, you know, Ontario and Quebec versus the natural resource-giving prairie provinces back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. I think a lot of those feelings have sort of been inherited by future generations in BC, even if they don't quite know why Toronto thinks itself the center of the universe. Um, They just sort of feel as though the attention is always on Ontario or Quebec, but primarily Ontario uh, and were you, were you offended by it when you first moved here? Because I initially was no. offended by it. And then I just because I was like, what the fuck is everyone's problem? But then I was like, then I moved away from that and was like, well, no, no one from Vancouver is from Vancouver. So, no. So well, and that's the thing, right? When I first moved out here, I thought it was a little bit funny because so many Ontarians can't wait to get out to BC to the mountains and the ocean and everything, right? So, um, so many Ontarians do kind of come west weathered for part of their life or permanently. So I didn't quite understand how there was this like crazy hatred for Ontario. Also growing up in Ontario, you don't get the perspective of um, animosity towards a place that thinks itself the center of the universe because you're in it, if you will. Um, you really don't. So, it's, well, exactly. And even now, and, even now when I talk to people back, you know, East home, especially in mm-hmm. small towns and stuff, it's like, Oh yeah, you guys in the West, you you yeah. hippies in the West. I'm like, well, I used to be East, yeah, but I don't. You know, people drive John Deere tractors out here as well. You know, they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean not, not down here in False Creek, but <laughs> no, but out in Cloverdale where I am, I mean, there's a full yes. goddamn rodeo. So Absolutely. people need to chill out a little bit on that yeah. uh, on that side of it. What about this? Okay, so you know, Ontario had the, you know, Quebec wants to separate, so they're like, let him go. 
mm-hmm. the other perspective that I got about the East versus West was that if Vancouver, if uh, British Columbia and Alberta separated from Canada, which was mm-hmm. a big thing and a bit of a chat I learned for a while, they would be yeah. one of the richest countries in the world. Uh, and uh, coinciding with that, uh, yeah. you know, there, there was the rumor that Alberta and BC sent all their money to the rest of the country to help de- help their individual deficits, which has also made people pretty pissed off in the West about having to supplement the rest of the country. What do you think about that? Oh yeah, no. And I think that those go part and parcel. So I like, again, with where I was saying, like a lot of political arguments have a lot to do with that animosity, uh, which of course people in Ontario, they're not feeling. Um, Toronto doesn't think itself the center of the universe. You know, it'll look at a place like New York and think it's the center of the universe. Um, and they don't look at a place like Alberta or BC with resentment about the fact um, that they've got any resources or, and but yet all of the business connected to those resources is fairly, pretty much centered on Bay Street, right? So it, there is, I, I look at it from both perspectives that there is definitely um, aspects of these businesses that require both locations to cooperate. Um, But I also think living in Vancouver now, the BC and Alberta separation argument has given way to a Cascadia argument instead. Interesting. What's your take on it? What do you think? What do I think of Cascadia? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm really patriotic as a Canadian and I would prefer to keep Canada together. Um, I love the idea of California, Oregon, and Washington joining with us as a kind of Cascadia arm of the rest of Canada, personally. Uh, But if Cascadia was ever a thing, and if I was still living here, I would go with it. Do you still, I mean, what is your feeling on living, living here now? I, I have, you know, friends back home that are, that will often say, Oh, you know, when you're done with that West Coast thing, we'll see when you come back or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. And I don't think anyone understands that when you come out here and you take it all in that you're really not going anywhere. Yeah. Once, once I'm, I'm here and I'm, I mean, it's, I'm here. Finances would be the thing that would drive me away. It's an extremely expensive city to live in. Um, So that would be the one thing that would, that I've seen drive anybody back to Ontario is expenses. Yeah. Um, But I definitely would miss the mountains so much. Uh, Growing up in Ontario, you don't know what you're missing until you kind of lived in a place where you can be at the top, on the top of a mountain and, you know, with your feet in the ocean on the beach on the same day. Right. Yeah, I love that. And uh, especially right now, considering um, you hear about people on top of each other in New York City and and Mm -hmm. Toronto and people are losing their minds. I mean, you can only go to Lake Ontario uh, Mm -hmm. or up to Halliburton or up to Muskoka's, but it's still freezing. And um, here we have, you know, we're never more than an hour away. No matter where you are, you're in False Creek. You can be in the mountains in 35 minutes from where you are, I can go the other way. I can be in Chilliwack. I can go up to Maple Ridge into Golden Ears Park. I got all these really cool locations around me that I can be. Plus I have White Rock, which is a, you know, the ocean and the tides out. So we have all Mm -hmm. these really great abilities to escape to the outdoors uh, here, which I think has really helped this province get through the COVID thing. You know, I hope so. I mean, I've, I've tended to stay inside just a little bit being so close to downtown. Yeah. Um, but, and I don't actually have a vehicle. So then you're getting on transit and you're risking exposure and things like that. So I've 
tended to stick inside the couple times that I have gone out to the seawall. It's been a little crowded for me even. Yeah. Um, so it is, it's because you, you just don't know, right? You don't know what to expect and you could go out and run into seven people and be absolutely fine. And so it's just because there's so many questions in the air right now that I sure. have sort of been staring out my window a little bit <laughs> how do you think and i don't get too political on this thing because there's people way smarter than me that get into that including yourself but mm -hmm. i do have a question about how do you think our uh provincial government is handling this i think they're doing really well i like that john horgan has pretty much made bonnie dr bonnie henry uh the health minister front and center for all of this that is really important to I think me she that... should be, i think she should be prime minister actually well there you go right like and then she's done a really good job and she is being honest you know there's not if they don't know something about covid they're, they're nobody can get angry that. at her you understand yeah. if she yeah. goes out there as a the prime minister and says she says like everyone's up in arms about Trudeau today and the guns and all the rest of it. And yeah. they're just pissed off because he's, he's really, he really separates the right and the left. If mm -hmm. she were to go up there and say the same thing, people would be like, well, okay, well, that's nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the, well, that's, that's nice. the vibe that I get from her. She's like, okay, because she's also the one, she's also like that aunt that you might have or, yeah. or neighbor. That's like, she's really nice all the time. But the minute she gets pissed off, you're like, it's over. We, whatever well, she I says, <laughs> I also like to think that we're listening to her because she's an actual doctor. I know. You know she's amazing. She's great. She's, really a, she's, a such a, she's so great. And I think people forget about that. They see yeah. Dr. Bonnie and they see, you know, they see the doctor, this and the doctor that. Um, and I think people need to remember that, you know, that's real. That is. Yeah. 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 You know? like, it's real. It, it is. And I think we just got lucky. I think we've got the best one. Of all the, uh, you know, of all the ones. So it's kind of cool. Um, what's your take on, uh, you know, just overall living here in Vancouver as a whole? I mean, I absolutely love it here. Um, mm -hmm. I know that you're a Leaf fan like me uh, that yeah. that came over and all the rest of it and uh, had to deal with all the anarchy <laughs> of that. Yeah, I My first Leaf game, I actually, I attended uh, about, when did I move here? I mean, I moved here in 05. So I think it was February. I think it was the following season uh, in October. I went and saw a Leaf uh, Canucks game. Yeah. And all the Leaf fans blocked the third level washrooms. So no. none of the Canuck fans could come in and go to the washroom. And it was really, really, really funny. Um, no. It was That's, one of the funniest yeah. things I've ever seen. Because if you've ever gone, <laughs> uh, you've gone to a Leaf game and Leaf and Canucks at the Canuck, at Rogers or no? I've done one. Leafs Canucks game at Rogers Arena. The Leafs lost that game like six nothing or something like that. Like it was bad. Uh, um, this was pre Matthews, pre Marner, yeah, yeah, um, pre Anderson. It was uh, Reimer was still their goalie, um, and I just remember the game obviously stank, and I ended up behind this drunk Canucks fan who was just chanting Reimer. I think I heard you tell that story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that was so funny. for me was kind of a bummer on the day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
it, I love going to Leafs games, but I also have nothing against the Canucks, especially in that era. They were really very good. Um, and it was fun to watch them. So I'm a big Canucks fan, except when they are playing the Leafs, apparently. Same with me. I'm, I'm exactly the same. You know, the Canucks are always number two for me. So mm-hmm. when I moved out here, I, I got you by a couple of years. So when I moved out here, they actually just got rid of everybody that I used to hate on the Canucks. So we mm-hmm. actually had the rise of... Kessler, the rise of the Sedins, Luongo came in, uh, Burroughs, you know, Biaxa, all these great yeah. guys. And then we've got the Stanley Cup run and we got the Olympics. I mean, we, it was a great time to be in Vancouver mm-hmm. uh, yeah. after 05. Like, I mean, the city was exploding. And um, <laughs> I think this is a controversial thing to say to a lot of people. I'm sure Mancuso mm-hmm. would uh, definitely rake me over the coals over this. Uh, but is it okay to like two teams? Uh, yeah, I think absolutely it is. Um, there's I'm a no... Leafs fan. Leafs fan first. Leafs versus Canucks. What? It's always Leafs over Canucks all day. I'll go to the mm-hmm. I'll go to the game in a Leaf jersey. All the rest of it, but the rest of the time, mm-hmm. I mean, when I'm yeah. not getting Leafs games, we got to watch hockey somehow, right? For sure. Yeah. Like I think if you're a fan of the game of hockey, you know, like what you like. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me um, at all. If people have more than one team that they're a fan of, for sure, for me, I know that there's no team tied with the Leafs. Um, would there be a team tied with the Canucks? Maybe. Right. Um, right. Like, as you know, I have absolutely, I'm always, anytime there are Canadian teams in the playoffs. I have nothing against the Habs either. Well, you also lived in Ottawa for a while too, and you had to deal with all that. So I'm sure you became uh, a Sens fan too. Actually, actually I'm not a Sens fan. That's the thing when they're, I'm, I'm a fan of every Canadian team except them um, because I lived in Ottawa for two years. And I just sort of, the vibe that I always kind of got from, from Sens fans was that they spent so much time talking about, the Leafs and never any time talking about the Sens. Sure. So it was just this kind of like their complex against the Leafs was so intense that it just impacted upon my feeling about the team. Plus now the team is managed so horrifically that it's just a trash fire. You can't help but enjoy a little bit. Um, I was in Australia actually during the Sens cup run when they played uh, the Ducks. What was that? Oh seven. And uh, I was the only Canadian at this bar called Cheers in Sydney right. that was open at 10 a.m. and was the only bar that we were aware of that was doing live Stanley Cup final games. So my friend and I are going to this bar basically every other day and getting like sloshed at 10 a.m. Well, I am not not my friend. And, uh, it's five o'clock somewhere. I'm the, only, and <laughs> the only people in the place are Canadians, of course, and friends yeah. of Canadians that live in Australia. And I'm the only Canadian in the bar that's cheering for the Ducks. So. Well, all the Canadians were on the team. So that's why, wow. you know, that's, yeah, that's why that. and I think people get that. So it's funny when you get people, when you, you know, when the, when the playoffs solidify, who's playing who people go, well, who, you know, here it's like, well, where are the most Canadians? Oh, they're on Anaheim. Yeah. Okay. We're going to cheer I for mean, that. I mean, I still for like for every, every fan base in Canada, uh, except for the sense fan base, I guess I would love them to celebrate a Stanley Cup victory. I think it would be such a great thing for them and their city. And it'd just be so fun to like, obviously I would rather be a part of it with it being sure. the lead, 
but for me, it would just be a really fun thing to watch and, and hope as well that they do it responsibly and they don't set cars on fire like yeah. the Habs fans did in 93 or the Canucks yeah. fans did when they lost. That must have been, I think it was guys from Syria where I live, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, so. wow. It was, it was so many people because it was just that herb mentality. And I was downtown for that game, actually. Yeah. And they were already they were already losing three nothing by the end of the second period and i just had that feeling of like this is not going to go well tim thomas is way too hot there's no way he's going to let in three goals four goals in the next 20 minutes so my, I the- my <laughs> issue with that whole thing was um and it sounds like we're we're, we're going over the uh you know doug gilmore high stick thing with gretzky <laughs> but i really thought they should have started schneider in game three in boston and mm-hmm. I was, you know, people at the time were, were all over me about it going, well, you know, you got to run with the goalie that's hot. I'm like, yeah, but the goalie that's hot never wins in Boston. Yeah. And, you know, Schneider killed them uh, when they went back for that, uh, that the, the next game. Anyway, Schneider was great. They were the, you know, Jennings winners. They were like one, two. I'm like, just what do you got to lose? You're up to nothing. Throw Schneider. And if you lose, you go back to Luongo. But I really thought that they made a mistake there. And I mm-hmm. think honestly... Uh, I think it cost him a cup personally. No. I think it cost him a cup. Cause I think that, um, losing that game, not that they were going to win three in a row, but one of those Boston games he should have went in. And, uh, yeah. so that was an issue for me. Um, Absolutely. I so, think and, yeah, but interestingly, with the riots the next day or <sighs> that night, right. So I had left downtown and I got home. I walked cause the sky train was packed, but I got home just in time to flip the news on. And they were like, yep, it's game is over. They lost. And now there's a car on fire. Yeah. Um, I was in Ontario. I was in a bar in Port Perry with my friends and, uh, yeah. and I was actually in, in the, in the bar hanging out. And uh, then that happened. And, and I remember all my, my buddies that I was with were like, Oh, look at your city. You know? Yeah. And oh, I was well, like, that's, it. that's the thing. Like oh I, felt, I, I had, lived in Vancouver at that point for what was it almost three years or more or yeah, yeah three years yeah. or more and the riots and the destruction for nothing and the next day when everybody came out sort of to clean up downtown that was the moment where it felt like Vancouver is my city you know I, yeah. I had felt like a visitor kind of or a sure. transplant and, and an east coaster living on the left coast, I had felt like that until that moment. That was the moment where I sort of felt like this had happened to my right. city, you know, and I was angry because it was garbage. <laughs> how long were you in, uh, I'll let you go soon. Um, how long um, were you in Ottawa for you? Is that where you went to school and, and did political science? Yeah. I didn't do political science in Ottawa. Oh. I ended up doing, I have a diploma in public relations from Algonquin nice. College. Okay. And so I went to Algonquin College for two years and after I finished up there, got the diploma, I left right away. Ottawa just didn't strike me as a city I wanted to spend a longer time in. It was freezing, sure. freezing, freezing, freezing in the winter. And it was like worse than London by so much. So the temperature, I remember vividly one day I worked in radio promotions and I had to get up at like 6 a.m. to go for an early morning movie premiere um, at a theater for a kid's film. So the premiere was at like 10 in the morning and I get to the station, which didn't have underground or covered parking and the back parking lot, the vehicle that I'm supposed to take is covered in the entire shell of the vehicle is covered in an inch and a half of ice. 
<laughs> all the way around. I have, um, yeah, and Ottawa's freezing. I I have um, friends there, and yeah. they, um, they're, it's very interesting to me. Um, they've been struggling uh, with dating in Ottawa because mm-hmm. it was it's so it's so it's such a political city and i would imagine this would be in washington yeah. i would imagine this would be in anything of a capital or anything like that but um i am curious uh not to get too far into your personal life or anything like that but dating mm-hmm. in ottawa at the time which i know was a few years ago versus dating in vancouver and i've been told interestingly enough two sides of it because i know somebody that was in ottawa dating and then moved to vancouver for a while and was dating and then went back to toronto and went to this whole thing and the difference between the two sides of the country are very interesting because in ottawa specifically it's so many political people so almost mm-hmm. every single person you're dating is either a lawyer or somebody that is you know in got some kind of political gig and it's just a disaster because the that they're just it's just a terrible city to try to date somebody in and out in vancouver no one from vancouver is from here so dating either some but you know the few people that are from vancouver are it's different than than somebody that's traveled here from another part of the country and they don't want to settle down and so it's just a nightmare between the two and i i'm going to get your take on it you know well i mean i was very i was like i was just 20 years old sure Um, sure and i I did have a boyfriend in Ottawa. I and I didn't have, I guess, trouble finding him, if you will. Sure. Um, and it is definitely, I think, harder to date in Vancouver. Uh, the thing that I find so common is the guy that is all about a relationship, and then all of a sudden he's not. And that's that's in Vancouver, or is that everywhere? <laughs> well, it could be everywhere. Yeah. Right. But- um, right. that's just the thing that I have found. Um, I find it's also really tough to meet people in Vancouver. Um, people don't just like walk up to strangers. As well, much that's as what I heard. And that's, I am curious about the East versus and, West because it's kind of jammed down your throat in the East about like, uh, just a little bit more. Uh, I just well, noticed but the it. The thing is, is, is I ended up the guy that I dated in Ottawa, I met him through work. Right. So, okay. um, it's not like we met randomly at a bar or anything like that. Um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily be able to properly compare the two because sure. I only had that kind of one serious boyfriend while I was in Ottawa. Um, and it's been 13 years here of, you know, yeah. dating and whether I'm dating a guy from here or not. It's yeah. Dating yeah. is hard everywhere. Everywhere. I would, it's, wow. it's hard everywhere. I, I, yeah. uh, I'm happy that uh, I don't have to do it, uh, anymore and I got kind of lucky when I moved here because I I sort of uh, had met my wife within nice. a couple of weeks of actually being out here so I got a little bit yeah. lucky on that side um, but uh, th- there's no shortage of east versus west battles I wrote an article about it on Dean yeah. Bundell a little while ago which was fun it got a lot of traction people were all over me about it uh, <laughs> the biggest takeaway from you uh, I, I love our country as well so I don't hate anywhere I, I've been everywhere I've been across the country uh, 50 plus times. I've been to almost every single city and I nice. uh, love them all. And they all have their own little charm, but yes. uh, let me know what, what do you love the most about living out here? And, um, and then tell me what's next for, for Miss Abby here. Well, what I love most about living out here is the hiking trails, really the, um, the nature the fact that there's not never really any need to shovel a ton of snow. Maybe never. once. Never. And so, 
that's really nice. Uh, you know, I'm not ruining a ton of pants and boots with um, salted sidewalks all the time. Um, For sure. It is, but it is still Canada in the end. But I, I do like to tell people that when I travel overseas, and it's not like, I, like I'm excited to tell people this, but when I travel overseas and people are like, oh, you're Canadian. And, and they're like, where are you from? And I say Vancouver. And they're like, oh, I was in Vancouver. Uh, I, it was the nicest place I've ever been. And I was just like, if you think Vancouver's nice, then you need to get to the rest of Canada. Because it is my opinion that Vancouver's the least friendly city that I've spent. Least friendly. Interesting. In okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and that's nothing like whatever. It's not like Vancouver is, a, is an actually unfriendly city. It's just the least friendly. I think it comes back to, I think it really comes back to the fact that uh, so many people are not from the actual province. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people move here to get away from stuff or they're, or they're just starting over. I, I moved out here to start over. There's all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff where it's like, well, I'm going to, they're just a little bit more cautious of who they let in, who they let into their life instead of being able to walk down the street to somebody's house uh, and walk in and get some milk from the fridge and walk out and leave a beer and a note. That just doesn't happen here. It's just a different, yeah. it's a different vibe. But uh, I can tell you traveling around the world, people ask me uh, where my favorite parts of the world is. And, and Vancouver's always in the top five for me, as far as the world, mm -hmm. people travel here to come to our mountains, come to ski, yeah, all the rest of it. So it's very interesting, but I was very curious to get you on because, Hey, you're, you're, you know, you're Eastern or Western Ontario and I was Eastern Ontario and they're almost the same basically mm -hmm. when it comes to it. So we would have gone through similar journeys. The fact that we're only about two years removed from coming out here. We're both Leaf we're fans. We're both off the 401, aren't we? That's right. We're both off the 401. <laughs> uh, we're both off the 401. You've got that great uh, uh, McDonald's stop in Cambridge on the way to London. Uh, you yeah. know, the, okay. You know, you've got all that. It's all that. I uh, I have a whole story about getting a Big Mac bought for me by uh, Holly McNarlin there. It's oh, interesting. Really? Long time ago. Long time ago when my career started. That's for another day. But um, oh. East versus West, Vancouver versus Toronto. As long as Canada's all together, that's all that matters to me. But it is certainly yeah. fun to chat about the differences that we've had to experience together uh, going through this. And uh, yeah. I really appreciate your time today. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad what's, we could get it together. Yeah, what's next for you? You're blogging away. And uh, tell people where they can find you online and what you're, uh, what what they can expect from you because your Twitter is on fire. Well, uh, it is Abby the Tweet on Twitter, A-B-B-Y-T-H-E-T-W-E-E-T. -E -E That's primarily where I hang out online. I have a blog as well that you can reach by going to the Twitter page. Um, and you can reach the blogs that I do for deanblundell.com there as well. And that's really uh, what you can expect from me at this point. I'm awesome. always working on fictional stories. Um, there's a an anthology in the pipeline um, that I don't really have a ton of details on at the moment, um, but one of my stories should be featured in that. And uh, yeah. Lots going on. And awesome. hustling. Well, we're happy to have you on the network. I was happy to have you on the show and I really appreciate you making the time today. Fellow Leaf fan, Woo, Abby Simpson, Abby the Tweet, and uh, hopefully we can do this again down the road. Definitely. All right. Have a great weekend. Thanks, buddy. Right, bye.
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Kids. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we we the perfect perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous or sexy catch us on the dean blundell network or on our youtube channel or wherever you get your podcasts because democracy is something you do